everyone, and welcome to Westworld with Jay, Jack, and Mike. My name is Jay. My name is Mike. And I'm hashtag third ball down. And welcome to the show. How's everyone doing tonight? Okay, uh, so let's play this week and what is Jack referencing? Is the are these like the pearls that you're the third pearl down? Or is this like some sort of band reference that I'm missing out on? <laughs> it, it, it was uh, brought up by Eckhart and Ethan, and I promised them I would say it on the oh. uh, podcast. Oh, today. so now not not only does Ethan not email into the show, but now he's like trying to get his comments into the show without well, having I, the email. I, I told him, I said, hey, uh, dude, you need to send something. And he goes, he goes, well, who's this? He wanted to know who the, uh, not Ethan. I go, I have no idea who he is, but he's got great emails. Much better than Ethan's contributions. Because yeah. so, Ethan, like, oh, I'm busy. I got to homeschool my kid. I, you know, all this Wham, stuff. All of us have to homeschool our kids right now. <laughs> yeah, including Jack. Including yeah. Jack. <laughs> um, anyway, well, uh, we had what I thought was an action-packed episode of Westworld, where it was just like it was a good popcorn movie uh, last night, and we haven't had a bad episode yet. No, yeah, so this one, this one felt very like the most Westworld of the Westworld episodes. We're like, yes. I think we're gonna have some legitimate stuff to chew over. I was very surprised we didn't find out who Charlotte was in this episode. Yes. Obviously, now there's like this mole that's not Charlotte within Delos. There's a lot of other stuff going on with Caleb. So a lot of mystery stuff. It took a little while, I, but I feel like Westworld is finally up to its old tricks again with all these mysteries. Do we want to say who we think <laughs> I, fake I, Charlotte is? I, I know Colleen and I were playing that game because it kind of opened up essentially with like her uh, the the quote unquote not Charlotte Hale. Uh, and much like how not Ethan is better than Ethan, I think not Charlotte Hale is better than the original Charlotte Hale. But uh, <laughs> well, I think I said last week I thought it was Clementine. And, I and and I I backed off that. I think now it's Teddy. So here's the thing: I thought Teddy at first, but then I started thinking Clementine. I almost was kind of backing up your theory, yeah. Um, just because it didn't, because I thought Teddy went to the forge. Unless... Right, but I don't know. I feel like there's still there could be room for them to be like, well, actually, there was another copy made, and that's where they got Teddy. Because like, there's yeah. also that scene that Dolores and Charlotte had where they were laying in uh, the hotel bed, mm-hmm. and she was like spooning her, and it very yeah. much reminded me of after Teddy shot himself in yeah. season two, and Dolores was cradling him. So again, it could be purely coincidental. But yeah, I'm not sure. I also read something that like apparently uh charlotte like touched her face this episode like the way clementine did mm-hmm. uh when she was having her own reverie so like there's something there but i feel like there's no relationship there i don't know i'm i'm really intrigued to see like is this gonna be a character we expect or is this just gonna be some person who out of nowhere just comes up of like oh i didn't realize dolores had a relationship with them I'll well, throw the challenge flag if that's the case. I, it has to be somebody we've seen before. Well, but they said, aside from Dolores, really is kind of low-level assets that were taken. So I thought that kind of led credence to, or in Maeve, but I thought that led uh, kind of some validity to your theory that it was Clementine because, you know, that kind of goes in line with, okay, not really an important person. But again, that seems more like a Maeve person to bring along, yeah. not a Dolores person but Teddy, I, I would feel like okay, that's too much. That's too over the head. Like, I feel like we expect it to be Teddy. So if we expect it, it shouldn't be Teddy. So with well, it's those, got to be someone who's sensitive, right? Because 
Except well, for it, saying goodnight to except well, for saying goodnight to the child. Well, exactly. The There's insensitivity there too. And maybe that's Charlotte Hare Charlotte Hare. Charlotte Hale coming through there. But uh I, I don't know. What what so I wanted to like just put it out there. Where where do we stand now as of today, March thirtieth, two thousand and twenty? What is the, the, the finger on the pulse of it today? What are we thinking? So you're you're going away from your original theory, Jack, that it's, that it's I want I want to stick with Clementine, but it, it has to be Someone that, because the way that um, Dolores was talking to, to Charlotte, mm-hmm. fake Charlotte, it was like she knew him, knew the person, and, and you know, him. you're beautiful. So it seems like you're leaning and, Teddy right now. Do what? You said him, so it sounds like you're leaning Teddy, unless there's another well, him. I'm just, I'm just saying it. It just seemed like she knew it, and she cared about that person. And I don't remember her ever having interaction with uh, Clementine. I mean, maybe a little, but not not like no. Teddy. No. I mean, she's this person. This person, she needs to trust to, you know, to succeed. She has to. Charlotte has to do her job, right? Yeah. So here's my thinking, because in this first scene, when we see Charlotte come back online for the first time, like Dolores is very much in the Arnold position, right? She's like, you know cut down the hysterics and like uh, remember which was the big Arnold motif in season one mm-hmm, right. so I can't think it's Arnold though because I know that that's the reason why she built Bernard is because I think there's a little bit of Arnold in there how about this Okay. what if this is a version of Robert Ford in there and hmm. I don't know why Dolores would necessarily want to do that. But I mean, if there's Robert Ford guest data, or obviously there's data on all the guests, could it be a possibility that like she is sort of like nursing this childlike? Because I will say that the the Charlotte we see is very childlike in those first few scenes, right? Yeah. Of like, who am I really leading on Dolores? There's that one scene where she's like, you know, don't leave me. I need yep. you. Yep. Maybe it's this thing where like she knows that he can use a lot of power but she almost has to like rebuild him mm-hmm. from the ground up. And that could be a way to bring in a character that she has a relationship with, but nothing as obvious as a Teddy or a William. Yeah. But William, it would have to be a young William because old William has no sensitivity whatsoever, which kind of leads into Charlotte or at least. Yeah, but that's the thing though. It's, it's, it's the, cause I think what we're led to believe, right. Is like this predator thing, right. That yeah. Charlotte is like this very, driven borderline mean person we saw that in the first two seasons and i guess when we got into the whole like killing the pedophile (laughs) thing just weird to sort of throw off base but that was sort of like it seemed like charlotte was coming out and like those two personalities were merging together a bit whereas before it was very much like one fighting against the other yeah but it's interesting oh go ahead jack sorry but but killing the pedophile might have been something teddy would do right true Mm mm-hmm but I, I do ask, yeah, because to me, it's like, okay, if it's just a body, how does the personality of Charlotte Hill really influence it? And and maybe that's like a more philosophical argument to have for these. But to me, it's just like, right. if it's just a body. It's just like, that's just the, the the bones and muscles that you use to move around. The, the, the ball or the pearl would have the soul. So I find that interesting if Charlotte Hill is somehow really influencing that person i found just and even the the self uh, harm and stuff mm-hmm. uh as because it was kind of fighting the body i just i found that very interesting where as before uh when we had uh was it jim delos uh um, yeah 
was kind of like breaking down because he there is the realization that he's actually dead and he's actually in like a, a but that kind of makes sense <laughs> but this one doesn't make as much sense when it's it's a brain being put into I would think the body could just be anybody, but apparently not in in what we're seeing here with the not Charlotte Hale. Yeah, I mean, could it be a thing where, like, because apparently if Dolores, you know, rebuilt Bernard but used the parts of Arnold's personality, maybe Dolores put some of Charlotte Hale in there. Maybe it's like, a oh, I want her shrewdness in there to help help me. Like, maybe that's the component. Because, yeah, I agree. And this is something that Lisa Joy brought up in the after the episode thing, which is like, the great thing about about the Charlotte arc is it really goes into this moral question uh, or this philosophical question to your mm-hmm. point, Jay, of like, what makes a person? Is it our yeah. memories? Is it just the physical form of us? Mm-hmm. Is it our soul? And they're really dealing with that here. And yeah. I guess it's a matter of like, where is this version of Charlotte coming from? But it does seem to have a pretty profound effect. Uh, and maybe it's also the fact that this Charlotte feels a bit of imposter syndrome. You know, yeah. she, she, encounters this kid nathan at first and is realizing like i am taking the place of someone who had a child uh the title of the episode is uh the absence of field which apparently is from a a mark strand poem uh called keeping things whole which has the lines uh in a field i am in the absence of a field this is always the case wherever i am i am what is missing so essentially first this idea of like somebody feeling like they've intruded on someone's natural space and have like displaced someone else which is clearly what she's yeah. going through. And I, maybe Dolores wanted to bring that portion in because they knew that, again, that predator was lying there and they just had to activate it. Yeah, exactly. And that's... And I, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, please. Also, also, fake Charlotte had to learn how to make the phone call, right, to Ciroc, right? Because she, remember, she kept di- she kept dialing it and it kept saying, it's no no longer in servers. Whatever it was, she was getting it, and then she kept watching the video. You are my sunshine. Yeah, and then she kind of played the melody, and right? she finally learned how to make the phone call. Yeah. yeah. So, it, what do we think that was? Because obviously, we know that that was a message that Charlotte Hale left for herself in the midst of all the fracas in season mm-hmm. two. Do we think it's that Sirac knew that and then encoded that those voicemails to play that? Do you think it's Charlotte herself? Because it turns out in the end of the episode that Charlotte is. The first mole, I guess. She was the one that right. was leaking the information. You know, when he was he was probably the one that was really stingy with the extraction team mm-hmm. in season two of like waiting for Papa Abernathy to, yeah. to get out of the park so they could use the information. Yeah. So was he the one sending those signals? Do you think she was sending it back to herself without realizing it? Why not both? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, it's it is interesting because yeah, I yeah, I don't know the whole the the who's the mole who mole, who's the mole and then like I feel like we used to have that Spider Man meme where you have like the Spider Man's just like pointing at each other <laughs> to like who's the mole like I feel like that's kind of where we're at and it, it, to your point earlier as we t- first opened up about this episode like we're getting into what you know a very Westworldian Westworld where it's like who's the mole you're the mole I'm the mole who's yeah Charlotte I, re- Hale? I realize in retrospect I shouldn't have thought that we'd find out who Charlotte was by the end of this episode this feels like a very like episode seven even episode six type of reveal yes, it's not gonna be yes. like a big thing like even the stuff we found out about Caleb was like very short in comparison to like these bigger overarching mysteries so to that mm-hmm. point we might not find out who the other mole is until like the very last episode of the season yeah uh but here's the thing if they wait that long 
the reveal has to be cooler than Teddy, in my opinion. Like, it has to be, no offense to Teddy or James Marsden. <laughs> Why do you hate Teddy? Who was fantastic in the Sonic movie, again. <laughs> James Marsden, great in Sonic. But I just feel like the reveal has to be better than Teddy. But again, I can't think of who's better than Teddy. To Like, Robert Ford would be interesting, but he already had his kind of, like, I'm still alive in the system thing mm. last season. We've already had the Arnold and every which way of a Bernard-Arnold reveal. The, the Stubbs reveal was kind of like, okay. And so, like, what what's left in the tank yeah. to have a cool reveal for who Charlotte Hale is? Or is it Dolores? Like, I don't know. Like, it has to be something. Or it's Caleb. I was also thinking it could know. be Dolores, but... So what is that? She divided her consciousness, or is it just that she is actually Charlotte and someone else is who we think Dolores is? I, it has to be at that level of like what, like yeah, because it's it's the the law of like you know lessening valuation or whatever, where it's like in Jaws, where you know he he had that first scare. Uh, or the first scare is originally him chumming, and then the shark jumped up, and then the going to bigger boat. That was the original scare, but then he added another or the one. Or Maeve. Uh, he add oh, sure. Um, he added in the other scare where the head popped out, but then nobody was scared for the later one. So, like, have they expended all of their twisty reveals for it to be relevant anymore, or is there still something left in the tank that it's like Charlotte Hills? Uh, maybe one thing that I noticed is uh, not a lot of characters smoke in Westworld. And mm-hmm. I know that Charlotte smokes. She smokes this episode. Didn't Teresa also smoke? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. That could be an interesting thing of like, Teresa is someone who represented QA, but like was done in by Ford's grand plan. He commanded Bernard to, to kill her. Could it be that like oh, yeah. Dolores brought her about to be like, let's exact our revenge, you know, on, on the people that did this to you. Uh, let's, you know, bring down the company. Let's produce more. Because Dolores wants, Dolores specifically brought Charlotte about so that they had someone inside the company to keep producing hosts. That's the original intention, right? Yeah. Now that would be a cool twist because I wasn't even thinking that. It would right. be I, random because I, I, I haven't I, seen I, that I, character I, in two I, I seasons. Forgot about her. I forgot about her until you said mentioned her name. If there's some flashback for and for some reason she just shows up, like yeah. I was like, oh, oh, Mike's right. <laughs> Mike's hot takes right. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm throwing stuff at the wall at this point. Cause like you said, Jay, like it, it feels like they're almost setting up for like an inevitable disappointment when it turns out to be like, my God, it was Teddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're looking at what characters are closely associated with Dolores, especially this version of Dolores, like there's yeah. only a few. Right, it's it. There's only Teddy, Papa Abernathy, whose brain was like scrambled. Yeah, um, William. William, who, you know, through previews and trailers, doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, but still there's a lot of ways you could go about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of last season, William still seemed to be the man in black a hundred years in the future or whatever, but still that, that could be a play. I, you know, I just, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I don't it, know. It, did, it did one thing. We might not get the reveal. Oh my God, that was amazing. But we're talking about it and that's always good. Well, for a Yeah. Show. But I think there's a, but if you do, if you just do it to do it, you then become J.J. Abrams, and then you become uh, uh, foiled by your own mystery box concept. 
<laughs> then you then you get episode nine, the rise of Skywalker, and it's just like, oh, mm. oh, maybe you shouldn't just set up mysteries without any <laughs> conclusion. Well, that's where oh, yeah, then, that means you think Teresa's Teresa's Palpatine, then, right? Like she, <laughs> she thought she died, and then a clone of herself is back. That's, I mean, that would be Ford. Like he'd come back as like a clone, and just like wait. Why? That kind of negates the whole story arc for the first six movies, but okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah, unless um, this is like maybe like a younger version. I don't know, because the, the thing about this version of Charlotte, again, is like, when she first woke up, that's probably the most we've seen of like, that character, that mm-hmm. persona. And it just seems so like, where am I? Yeah. Who am I? Like, what's going on? And it, it I felt like there's only a, a specific range of characters that we know who would react that way. Like that does yeah. feel like something Teddy would do. I don't know if Robert Ford would be like, what's going on? I don't understand. Why am I her? She's a bad person. She tried to kill us all. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He wouldn't need as much like jumping back into it. Um, But also I wouldn't and you, see-, and you see why Teddy would try to rip his skin off. Cause it's, you know, yeah, though, did, did, did she carved like a pattern in herself? Yeah, it was right? like, a, like circle. a circuit board almost. That's why yeah. I almost thought was it um, what's the girl with the snake tattoos? Armistice. Armistice, because like she had the tattoos, and maybe this is like her tattooing herself. But she didn't. She's not sensitive. I mean, she's a. Uh... Yeah, she's just like a straight killing machine. Right. So it has to be someone like I said. It has to have someone that has feelings and someone who. And Dolores has to be connected to. So it really is only Teddy or William, really. Right. Well, here's an interesting connection. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but so Charlotte's son, which we found out she had a son. Yeah, that was a hilarious way to find out. Yeah, is named Nathan. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know who's boned up on their American history, but there was a a Revolutionary War notable figure by the name of Nathan Hale, uh, who memorably had that quote, uh, I I only regret that I have like one life life, yeah, to lose for my country. Maybe that's a a symbol to Teddy, considering how many times he died to (laughs) save Dolores. Oh, maybe. (laughs) It could be. There was was one of the middle schools in my town was named uh, Nathan Hale Middle School. So that's why I've always remembered that random Revolutionary War person who tried to go on a recon mission, got caught, and then got hung by the basically <laughs> like what they try to do to caleb this episode um really his actual quote was don't hang me don't no, yeah. no. actually i take it back yay britain back. <laughs> long live the king um god all right. save the king, god save uh, the king. <laughs> let's uh any other thoughts here on Hale? i will say because uh, i do want to talk about the caleb storyline because i thought it was a really compelling storyline um and just him and dolores that was really moving but with uh charlotte hale and did, did the predator kind of thing kind of come out of left field? Was there something on the editing floor? Because I just felt like it was very much like, oh, here's a thing we're just like tacking on at the end to have her have this plot change or something like that. Well, no, I, th- I think it was something like. Was there a clue that I missed early in the episode? Her awakening moment was realizing like that her child's. I wouldn't say life, but like he was obviously being very yeah. inappropriately touched. And yeah. I wonder if it was sort of like a manifestation of both personalities that the, whatever personality this is mm-hmm. realized that this was a wrongdoing. And that combined with the obviously mother instinct within the Charlotte Hale perspective. And yeah. then that sort of mixed together. So it, it was more so like an unlocking moment where like the two of them were speaking at each other across a door. Mm-hmm. And then this moment right. opened the door and now they can finally see each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did want to say, it could be William because wouldn't you want someone in 
as Charlotte Hale, someone that has some business instinct. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Well, because the, go ahead. Well, the thing I'm wondering is like because the other big mystery from this is that this other mole, right? This person yeah, that like right. that the Daedalus people are like, oh, somebody took Maeve, and it doesn't seem like Charlotte knows it's her. So it seems like there's, and they said like, oh, someone at the top. So maybe I'm if unless I'm like misthinking and they were talking about Charlotte herself. It seems like yeah. there's another person who's been, you know, who essentially helped Sirach get Maeve and whoever else that was in that bank that we saw last episode. Right. Okay. There is that, there is a disconnect between, um, how did May, if a mole retrieved Maeve and brought her to Sirach. Yeah. Because it definitely wasn't Charlotte Hale. Cause I no. originally thought the same thing. It's like, Oh, Charlotte is the mole, but Charlotte wasn't on Westworld and Charlotte didn't bring unless Charlotte is still alive. I don't know. That, that could, that could be yeah, it could be a thing where like, yeah, like, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like this wasn't the person, this was actually Charlotte Hale taking over for a brief second, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I was looking at like a vanity fair article about it. Cause again, it alludes to the fact of like, Oh, it's one of the top brass because they have access. And that really only leaves like a couple of people, right? Yeah. Like, you would think it's Bernard, but Bernard obviously didn't remember doing yeah. that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone into the park. Right. I guess you could say William, but again, we don't know what happened to William after he got medevaced following the end of season two from when we're going to see him next time. So like, I guess that's another big mystery. We found out a little bit more about Ciroc, which I think, I know that I said that maybe Charlotte is Ford, but it feels like Ciroc is becoming more and more like the Ford slash Arnold of mm -hmm. this world specifically those references to like him basically being invisible that he's the richest man in the world but like nobody necessarily knows it because yeah. he's so undercover yet he controls everything yep it's a good bad we talked about how he's going to be the big bad of the season maybe the right. rest of the series um and it was kind of like even more so exemplified in this episode I will say, though, I found it a little like uh, Game of Thrones travel uh, warp where, you know, Charlotte Hale is, I think, in L.A. And then she gets in a car and then is going across the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco in like an I, hour. I, I think I don't know. I think the um the little thing at the beginning, they were I think they were in San Fran. The OK, the time. entire time. OK. All right. Well, then Dolores then went up to because Dolores is in L.A. this whole time, right? Yeah. They, yeah. Because yeah, when they saw Caleb, it was L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they like I guess Delos is headquartered in San Francisco. Okay. And so like Dolores that like, makes sense. Basically, she went sent her on her mission and then she went on her little like globetrotting expedition to with Liam. Uh, All right. And then just sort of, you know, consorted with Caleb in LA. But yeah, I mean, it's also, do we think Sorok's ever going to leave his place too? I feel like we're two for two of like, maybe this, that's part of him being Does so secretive. It's like he's in the ultimate form of self isolation. Like yeah. he's never going to let anybody see his face. Well, he could have not been there because he wasn't there for Charlotte. She had basically seeing him on the little glasses. That's thing. true. He was a so, hologram. Those cool glasses. Man. Uh, he could, he could be somewhere else. Maybe he is the mole like that. Maybe he's the one that just went over there and took it if he's protected. I don't know. There's a lot of ways that could go. Um, I do find it interesting how Sorak is the big bad. He's now, he has the controlling interest in Delos. Um, he clearly wants to know more, but it seems like he still doesn't know all the details or everything that Delos actually did or is capable of, or maybe just not letting on to that. Um, yeah. And I, and I guess we found out that Charlotte's, 
big deal with Sorak was that she was going to go into the park. She was going to get all the guest, maybe host, but mostly guest data, and then basically give it to Insight for them yep. to program this Rehoboam, uh, this like general thing to create. I mean, Dolores sort of described it as like this mirror world, but it more so seems like a, a predictive algorithm that yep. they can use utilizing everyone's personal information. Yeah. Um, and that was like a, a really real world, scary kind of bad, big bad, um, which I do want to talk about it then. Cause I, I thought that that's the other big storyline of this episode, but any other thoughts here of like Charlotte Hale, Ciroc, like her whole kind of arc in this episode before we go to the Caleb Dolores kind of, I, I, I did want to point out that when, when, when Charlotte is, is choking the, pre- the pedophile, yeah. killing him. Uh, her son is playing. Nathan is playing with someone, and the kid has a mask on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed that too. So, is there something? Because in, the, in this city, of San Francisco, LA, there's just not a lot of people. I mean, there, there's huge skyscrapers, there's, but you don't see a lot of people. Is there something that? I mean, obviously, topical today. Is is it something that is a virus that is that some people may be immune to, and some people might? This is the second time I've seen someone wearing a mask. Is it just something they just put, they just digitally enhance to kind of make it um, I topical think, or just something for us? Because why would, why would that kid be wearing a mask, but Nathan isn't wearing a mask? Well, I just think it's probably like maybe they're immunocompromised um, and they're taking like the extra steps. Because I think, you know, for some people, this current pandemic we're in right now seemed like it came out of nowhere. But a lot of people were stressed and worried about the, the next big pandemic that would come out because you know, uh, uh, germs and everything were getting more resistant to antibacteria, uh, antibiotics. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of healthcare systems weren't getting prepared for a, a big pandemic because it's been so long since there was one. Um, and viruses are mutating all the time. So it, it, it was something that was a big concern for a lot of people. It's, it, we're living in it now, but it was definitely just as much as AI, and all the other things that have been kind of the big spooky possible future doomsday scenarios right um a viral pandemic has has been one that's been used a lot of times as well so i think while they may have like added in after the fact to kind of really connect to where we're at right now um i think it's also probably you could have made that choice before um and uh, well i'm just wondering since we don't see a lot of people did something happen like I said, and some well, people, like I said, like I said, some people just are just naturally immune to it, and some people are at greater risk. There was so before. I think when the date announcement trailer put out, I talked about this. I think in our first episode, there was sort of like uh, a mock-up of the Solomon system that sort of gives the timeline. And I, I can't remember. It showed a bunch of major world events. I want to say maybe a pandemic was one of them. The the other thought, because I saw the mass too. The only other thought I had was pollution. Because mm-hmm. I know before all this, like a lot of Asian countries have people walking around with masks because of pollution. Yeah. But I believe that wasn't the whole thing with like Liam's father was like, oh, because of this technology, like it's improved the environment. So I can't imagine that in 2059, they would, there would the pollution would still be a major issue on the West well, Coast. Because well, because a lot of the buildings have trees. Like, yeah. Like, like, like the building have like trees and bushes and plants, to, yep. you know. So that yeah, could have been it too, that there was a problem with that. <laughs> and the other thing with, this uh, Rohibram, Rohibram, Rohibram. Uh, it's if it's actually kind of 
setting up society to be its most perfect self, it might also like allocate populations and have mm-hmm. public transportation to such to kind of like solve for overcrowding and uh, solve for pollution and all those kinds of things. And that's probably what saved the world. So, so maybe the skyscrapers are just to have the plants, the trees and no, I mean that, but that's like, again, if you look to what people are saying, like, how do you, how do you combat the climate crisis that we're facing? There's a lot like you, you, you kind of build these buildings that are, Mm -hmm. that contribute or help. Well, well, that's what I'm saying is maybe the buildings don't have someone in every room i mean maybe it's just they build these to have more i I don't know i mean to your point it does seem that despite a lot of this action taking place in california things are not nearly as crowded as you may think with like 2059 california unless maybe there were some major world events that really like took a hit at the world population or Mm -hmm. maybe people more and more people are like uh you know ready player one style just sort of like staying indoors and immersing themselves in virtual reality yeah yeah um yeah, it, it could be a multitude of those different reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find it interesting. I find it fascinating. And it's something that it's, you know, we're in future world, quote unquote. Um, and it, it's such a like mirrored image to Westworld, especially season one, which is such like a Western with these modern ornaments. Um, and now right. we're very much in the modern world uh, and seeing uh, how society is is moving forward in that space. Uh, and speaking of which, let's jump into De- uh, Dolores and Caleb's storyline here. We kind of pick up from where we left off at the end of the first episode and with a seemingly dying Dolores, but for some reason she can just kind of switch it off eventually uh, when well, the time's right. Well, I think right. actually, because we learned in season one, right, that like, Hose can still like get blood transfusions. So yeah. like I think them giving her blood in the ambulance ended up helping to a certain extent. And I guess it's all she needed. Yeah. Maybe she could have helped Caleb kill off those guys before he had to get the blood <laughs> on his hands. <laughs> um yeah, I, I just I found one I found again, I really love Caleb's storyline. We only really had two episodes of him. But uh, I really have connected with this character. Kudos to Aaron Paul and his acting. And He's been the amazing. Story, the story they've written for him. Um, but thoughts on Caleb here and, and the fact that kind of the big reveal for him is the reason he can't get jobs or he can't kind of get ahead in life is because of this, you know, predictive. His, his point total is too low. Yeah, but it's predictive algorithm saying that he's going to commit suicide in 10 to 12 right. years. So it's basically saying like they purposely put him in a lower cast being like, we can't give you anything because you're expected to die Mm-hmm. in 10 to 12 years so you're just going to keep doing what you do yeah you're, we're not going to invest in you because you're going to be dead Graduate. what if he's already tried to commit suicide yeah I, I definitely so as soon as she said this is where you committed suicide yeah. i was like great this is our theory he's a host he did it before and now mm-hmm. this is like he, like he's a suicide he was a guy who committed suicide and then dolores goes on with like oh no this is going to happen 10 to 12 years from now but, yeah. he, but, he, but he tells that one guy who had a gun to, to his head I've already I've already been shot in the well, head. I don't think he's committed suicide before, or they would just say no, it. I I'm think... saying it's, it's, he's a, he's attempted, or he because he definitely has no fear of dying. And I think it's because, come from his military background, probably military background. But still, when someone's holding a gun to your head, I don't care who you are. That's that's a scary thing. And if he has suicidal tendencies, he's probably thinking, "Go ahead, I don't care." Well, clearly, go there's ahead, like go ahead and shoot me. Because even when he deals with the, the the bad cops, he he had no fear whatsoever. None. And so I'm 
maybe that's why he, when the guy held the gun to his head and he said, yeah, I've already been shot in the head. I'm wondering if maybe he attempted it and wasn't successful. Personally, I and it could that could absolutely be the case. I think it's a little too on the nose for the algorithm pr- to predict that he's going to commit suicide because he tried to commit suicide before. I think that's a little too easy. To no, me, I'm I saying think it because makes... he has suicidal tendencies because of his. We see that his mom left him. No, I know. know, and that's what the that's what the computer said essentially. Because you of all these different things, we you know we've predicted you're going to commit suicide here in about ten to twelve years because you like the ocean, etc., etc., et But uh, to me, I feel like the gun or the gun wound or everything. There's clearly like bionic uh, things that have been put inside him, like the the morphine drip, whatever that is. Yeah, the, yeah. The I think the drip is. It seems like something to, almost like a shot collar that it would use on like an animal. Mm-hmm. I could imagine, and again, this is maybe I think we'll find out more about this, but I can imagine this is a thing where like the army installed this thing inside their soldier board. It seems like via a tablet, which again, great comparison to him being sort of a, in a host like role, you can like increase or decrease their vitals. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like they were torturing him by like pumping up his heart rate. Right to the extreme. Yeah. So it's, I mean, and it makes sense, right? Like, if you want them to have an adrenaline flow, or if you want to keep them in line, you can manage their vitals right there on the fly. Which goes back to this idea of, you know, what did his his dead friend say that like they're all they're in, this is a game and they're all just you know pieces on the board. And he definitely still feels that way, especially when he finds out that not only is he a piece on the board, but he's like the pawn. You know, he's yeah. not even the bishop or the rook in this chessboard. Right. And yeah, and I think that to me is probably what I feel like he probably got injured. And then that's because he said it's military grade, like people would it's a shame we have to waste because it's military grade. So to me, like maybe he got severely injured, probably even died, but then was like brought back with all of these kind of military grade, uh, you know, bionics maybe to keep him alive, including some type of drip that maybe helps him manage the pain. And that to me is why maybe he doesn't fear death so much. I'm sure he has he has all these other things, but that in my mind is how I see him not fearing death as much because he's already died. He's already been through hell, like whatever, dying, what's the big deal? And he even says at the end, like, I'm going to die anyway in 10 years. Like, I might as well just join you and try to change things. So the, the interesting thing about all this, though, is that, you know, Caleb's on to Dolores' mission he still doesn't know that she's a host. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop and we'll see, like he's either going to freak out and say, that's it. Or he's going to be like, huh? Well, I still believe in this mission, which I mean, it's so interesting to have Caleb say, you were the first real thing that has happened to me in a long time. I mean, we talked about this in episode one, right? This is a guy who like was talking with the with an automated service at the mm-hmm. uh, at the the recruiter. Yeah. It seems like he's just in this world in 2059 that is so automated. It's ironic that the one thing he feels is the most human that he's interacted with in some time, even with his own mother, is this artificial intelligence in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. I think he will because I think she did a great job of setting him, setting him up. I mean, took you took him to the restaurant where he goes every February twenty third. That's where his mom is. His talk. Yeah. Why does he do that? I, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to psychoanalyze him too much because obviously he's been through a lot of hardships. But like, 
I don't know. It feels like such a traumatizing thing, especially the strawberry shake of it all. I, I don't know why you would necessarily want to go back there and do that every single year especially to remember that occasion. Just, maybe that's how he co- he's he's has depression, so maybe that's how he comes. Well, I I get it, but listen, I uh, I don't drink Washington apples anymore for a very specific reason, very much related to. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the other thing as well. I feel like we've all had that experience where like when you have digestive issues around a specific food or drink, yeah. you stay away from that yeah. for a while, if not for life. Because like, yeah. sm- like smell and taste is a vivid memory kind of yeah. activator. So the fact of bringing the strawberry, I was like, like, so clearly he is one that likes to feel pain, to feel something. But um, I, I don't think anyone turns down a strawberry shake. After that, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Also, he also said experience. no nuts in the strawberry shake. Why are nuts, nuts, nuts in a shake? Is that a <laughs> future thing? Nuts in a shake. This I is don't a, know. Future people, you've got it all wrong. Who put the hell puts nuts in a shake? I, I know, like, I know five guys puts bacon. But like when you're sipping it through a straw, like that feels like it's going to get caught. So Dolores obviously knew about this because, yeah. so I guess one of the items that she found through the Rehoboam or like uh, through Liam's stuff is a transcript of the conversation yeah. Caleb had. Like I thought it was going to be like a 911 call, mm-hmm. but no, it yeah, just seemed like the conversation he had in the diner was being recorded somehow and transcribed. My guess is that was probably a, cause he does these um, uh, like therapy over the phone things. Like maybe yeah. he talked about it, that it memory. Got inter- it got intercepted. Yeah. To a, a therapist, like an online therapist. And then data was collected. Down. Cause she mentioned uh, Rahibram, Reh- 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 Um, collect, they put all of this data into it before there was privacy laws and stuff like that. Mm. And um, maybe that was an early therapy session that he had that he kind of recount re- uh, uh, recounted this experience, and then that ended up in the thing. Um, mm. And I think that was a really like at the time, it was like he's going to kill Dolores, but then he's like, uh, then she kind of she sells it well. She she pivots yeah. to what her her pitch. Um, but I do think that's where to me like it really aligned with the modern world where you know sometimes we can think about something and then it shows up as an ad on Facebook. You're like. What the f Facebook? Stop. Yeah, well, Get that's, well, that's what Caleb was so matter of fact about it, right? Like when at first when they sit down in the restaurant, he's like, "Yeah, I mean that's big social media, right? They just sort of they, yeah. they just take your information." So yeah, I mean it's it's a little haunting to find out that in this world, forty years from now, it just becomes matter of fact of like, yeah, people do mine our private data to make things to our experience. It's just a matter. It's just, it's a day to day thing now. And it's really, it's kind of already there now, so it's very easy to see how that's the case. So it is, like, kudos to, or I think, you know, futuristic, dystopic whatevers are great when they, it feels very like, oh, this could easily happen, if not already happening. Um, and that, like, that whole pitch from Dolores is like, you know what, yeah, Dolores, let's do it. Let's bring down Facebook. Zuckerberg! <laughs> I mean, that's essentially, yeah, I mean, it's it's not so veiled. No, right? not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I obviously I think this big episode was about Caleb's decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dolores brings it up before when she's like, "You d- in deciding not to tell the Rico guys yeah. about me, you made a choice." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it said, like you said, Jay, uh, he's the last line he has of the episode is, "I'm a dead man either way. Yeah. At least this way, I get to decide what I want to be." And I mm-hmm. noticed that's when like the very familiar Westworld music yes. came in. Which again we haven't heard in a while because it's very Western, you know. Yes. It's 
Uh, so it was interesting to sort of have that come back as almost a symbol of like, this is a recurring theme. And even mm-hmm. though we're in a different place, it's still something we're going to go back to because this character is now going to break from his own loop mm-hmm. and try to right. join this cause. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, like I, I really, one, I love that Dolores is uh, bringing humans to her cause. Cause I feel like that makes the cause greater. It's not just machine versus man. It's machine. It's, it's the, the downtrodden and this uh, uh, oppressed rising mm-hmm. against the oppressor. And I feel like that's a really a far more compelling story than just the rise of the machines because I feel like that was always, you know, one of the, the big um, story hurdles it would have to overcome. And I think we even talked about it in season one and season two where, okay, like I care about Dolores, but really she's not a human. So like how do we connect to it? And I really like how they're they're really intertwining it's not just machines against like, you know, oppressed machines against humans. It's really, it's the, it's the oppressed versus the oppressors. And I feel like that's a Do you think Caleb had some story. idea that she, Dolores is a, uh, a host because she, she literally picks up the cop that's dead, picks him up, picks him up the truck to get the facial recognition, to get the truck to go. I don't know. I just, I, maybe he thinks she's some sort of spy or something. Cause then she's like, I'm going to set you up with a new identity, which again yeah. is very Arnold. You know, like I'm yeah. thinking, Caleb is a is a blue collar guy. Like, yes, he had he interacted with robots in his day to day, which R.I.P. You know, his. Oh, robot that was co-worker. so sweet. I first uh, I thought so, it was, so was sweet, that? but but, I, but oh, he, so... he definitely is not the type of person to ever be able to afford going to Westworld. True. So like he's may he may have heard about it, but I mm-hmm. don't think anyone would in his situation would be like, you must be one of the escaped robots from that park. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying all those people. Dolores isn't isn't muscular. I mean, she just she just well, picks the guy up. But here's the thing: he has like bionic implants. It's very easy to yeah. say she okay. may have some type of bionic implants that have improved her strength. She doesn't. Maybe she's had some type of blood system that okay. she doesn't have platelets I, okay. or something I, like I, that. I, like, I, 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 yeah, you have a good point though, Jake. I like how what Westworld essentially approaches this version of the future less like Terminator and more like Rise of Planet of the Apes. Yes. Right, where it's like, let's see things from the oppressed and the oppressors, which makes the decision to put a host in Charlotte Hale's body even more fun Mm -hmm. because now it's one of the oppressed becoming the oppressors and sort of wearing that mask to take advantage of the situation. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right, gentlemen, any more thoughts before we get into listener feedback about this episode? Or final thoughts. I I think I thought I saw on the elevator wall when Charlotte and Dolores went in. I thought I saw the pattern on the carpet from The Shining, but I may be wrong. <laughs> I have to go back and see, but that's a very distinct pattern. Like they make yeah. rugs of that pattern. So, um, hmm. I, don't I would- know what that has to do with anything because uh, I don't know how much we're gonna spend time in that particular <laughs> hotel but it, that's what it very much reminded me of it could have been just a nice little car because who doesn't love the shining right exactly or, or as the simpsons say the shinning um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but i my final thought is i love the episode it was really action-packed it was very focused like season three has been so far but it did have a lot of the west worldian twisty twisty turnies uh, that they love to do. So it's like a very nice balance of the new direction of the show while also being true to what made Westworld, what has made Westworld a lot of fun. 
so I really dug this episode. Yeah, uh, I, I think if people were sort of watching the first two episodes and enjoying it, but sort of jonesing for more of that, like, I want stuff to think about. Mm-hmm. I really want some food to chew on. Even though we didn't go out of order of this, they still stuck to their word and went, you know, chronologically through, Yeah, it seems. This is building in a bit more of that stuff. And I'll be intrigued to see if we continue on that or if it's going to go back to more so the tone of episodes one and two, where these are smaller mysteries and it's more about, you know, the plot than unlocking these big question marks that exist. But if we're doing a William centered episode next time, I'd assume it's the latter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jack, any, you any, last... sympathy for the, any sympathy for the uh, paramedics. I know. Rest in peace. I know they were just doing their job and they were also very confused that they're like, uh, she has no platelets in her blood. <laughs> she, she doesn't seem human. When the EMTs were taking her away, I'm like, Oh, she is, I wouldn't say busted, but like she is definitively in trouble <laughs> yeah. because she has no vitals. Yes. She cannot, she cannot pass for human. <laughs> she can't human. So you don't think um, Caleb could figure that out from that either? Just like, okay, we're, we're sorry we can't get a diagnosis for her. Because- it was kind of a, he was just like, she needs this. Well, he was at least taking charge of trying to do something, um, which you that- know, definitely from his military background. Jack, you get the final word before we get a listener feedback. I enjoyed the episode. Wow, that was... Thank you. I was going to say, just don't give away your crackpot theory beforehand (laughs) like you did last week. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, it is now time to hear. That's what we thought about this episode. Now it is time to hear what you all thought about it with some listener feedback. Before we get into that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. Listener feedback. All right. It's listener feedback time. Time to hear what you all thought about this episode uh first up we have an email from the ethan wow jackie uh, to him yeah um who cares do we have to read it oh uh, well, i i guess wow. so so now you are biting the hand that just fed you <laughs> i was just saying send us an email to make him feel good i really didn't care uh here we go greetings <laughs> You know I can't take two weeks' worth of shout-outs without a response, no matter how busy I say I am. Oh, man, he's like regurgitating what you said, Jack. I gotta homeschool and watch Tiger King and talk about Westworld Jack right after the show. And now I need to answer every not Ethan that comes out of the woodwork to defend my good name (laughs) with emails that ramble on but don't actually talk about Westworld. What a crock! Speaking of which, have we all watched Tiger King? Holy moly, what a insane tv show i have have not made the dive yet but we are very close to doing so my my wife is what your mom's watching it but i i have not watched it it is so it was like because i couldn't really do anything for my birthday i was like well let's watch tiger king and oh my god i feel like i have lost so many brain cells over that uh, that binge so was it a not a good birthday present then no it was it definitely was but it was kind of like any trip you could make probably to florida in like Tallahassee. Mm. How do you think uh, really what's his name, exotic Joe? How do you think he would do in the Raj with all those tigers? Oh my god! He, you know, he might actually do well. He seems to do. He seems to like know how to handle the tigers. It's just everything else is so <laughs> insane. So yeah, watch it if you. And I'm saying all this stuff to insane, and you're like, okay, sure, it's insane. And then it's going to exceed anything I could possibly say about it being insane every like five minutes another thing happens and you're like how the f is this a thing anyways check it out it's good all right um 
Uh, JK, what's up, y'all? I'm so glad Mitch Sizebloom is back for another season. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. I'll take it. I'll uh, take <laughs> Let's get to it, shall we? We have so many brain balls. I think we definitely have a double brain ball somewhere. We're going to end up with two of somebody, and I hope it's Tedrick Von Shoot Myself. Uh, I, I think I think there are two teddy balls and one is in Charlotte and the other one is in one of these sweet Tron light cycles that keep showing uh, but seriously if Teddy is in Charlotte then we need to see him as James Marsden at least once to make it mean anything I don't think Stubbs is going to make it out of season 3 sad face Aaron Paul is simply an amazing actor and perfect for this character this season. I'm having the best time uh, on the after show with Jack and Eckhart, and I get to hear our theories regurgitated every Monday night right here. (laughs) Okay, the ambient is starting to work, so I'm going to act like everything's fine in the world. P.S. I recently started doing my own coverage of some things, and a lot of credit goes to the Jane Jack Network for ins for the Inspirado. So thank you, the one and only Prime Ethan. PPS, you mess with the best, you die like the rest, Minkowski style. Ethan, wow, no, nice. What did you make of Ethan's supposition that Stubbs doesn't make it out of season three? I think it's kind of an easy, I don't want to say lazy prediction, Ethan, but <laughs> well, we don't need him, easy to right? guess. Yeah, but I guess then the question is like, why bring him in? Unless like there was something big. Why not just keep him at the park? Why feel like he needs to go off with Bernard unless he, you know, I guess goes out with guns blazing? blazing? I maybe, don't know. He say, maybe he saves Bernard. Maybe he's just there to give Bernard a, like some like a like a, a buddy or a sidekick to have some way off of because yeah, Bernard's going to probably be solo for a while. That's to me. That's what I would say is that's an indicator that Bernard's going to be solo for a while or just with Stubbs for a while because they didn't want to have you know, they wanted someone for Bernard to kind of bounce ideas off or have a yeah, conversation. That he's not just him. talking to himself. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just an interest. I mean, I guess out of like the main ensemble cast that we have going right now, I'd say Stubbs is probably like the character with the least amount to him, despite mm-hmm. the fact that he is, uh, you know, revealed to be a host. <laughs> so I guess he sort of would be like last season. It did felt like there was a little bit of a culling of a bunch of these characters that they just killed off in the last episode. Yeah. Maybe they did the same thing with Stubbs here and maybe trim some of the other fat. I guess. And that's where it is kind of interesting where, no offense to Stubbs or uh, Hemsworth. Which Hemsworth is this? I think he's Ted. Ted Hemsworth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it begins with a C. Joe. Chet Hemsworth. Chet Chet, Chet Hemsworth. Yeah, definitely Chet Hemsworth. Um, (laughs) Don't look that. We're right. Don't have to look that up. Uh, But it's Chris. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth. No. That's the that's the beautiful one. Yeah. No, wait, that's Liam. No, they're the two good looking ones. And then it's Chet, Chet Hemsworth. Um, no, uh <laughs> Luke Hemsworth. Luke, that's it. Oh, you're so close. Sure it's not Lou. Sure it's not Lou Hemsworth. <laughs> Louie. Oh Lou oh Louie Hemsworth. Lou Louie Hemsworth. <laughs> I like 
even the reveal that he's a, a, a host was kind of like, eh, okay. Like, so I feel like if he dies a scene, I'm like, eh, all right. Like, what can they do to, like, make me care one yeah. way or another about his story? Not much. I don't know. We said that about Lee in season two, and that they made us care true. by the end. So maybe this will be That's the season true. where they do to Lee what they, what they did to Lee they're going to do to Stubbs. That's true. Including start by learning his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a big fan of Lewis Hemsworth. He's my favorite mm-hmm. Hemsworth. All right. Well, uh, not only did we get a, a true or an Ethan Prime email, we do have a not Ethan email as well. Ooh, nice. Ooh. So the here best we go. Ethan. The best Ethan. Ooh. Uh, previously on emails from not Ethan, not Jack ignore my email for two years. Jack thinks not Ethan doesn't know that not Jack exists. And finally, Mitch loves Lee Sizemore. Anyway. Dear friends, Jay, not Jay and Mitch, first of all, (laughs) I do know that Jay exists, and I am not mad at him. We righted the wrongs of 2018 email going on, so that is good. Since I haven't listened to your other channels, can you please explain once and for all what happened to the Lost Podcast? We are in the middle of season two, still with Lock Dave being our last episode circa July 2016. I need answers! Uh, Meanwhile, Mitch... Good insight into why Lee might sacrifice his life. That was helpful. But I don't need think you really answered my question. I was asking about you, us, the audience. Why do you cheer Lee's sacrifice as so noble when the AI characters can live for, forever through a new body? But Lee has only one life to give. My question was to the panel to question why you think it is or isn't noble for a human to give their life for an immortal android. Thoughts. One life to Not give. Either. That's a soap opera, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that can be one of the soap operas in 2359. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it It almost, it, this comparison of like the old gods that Maeve always makes, it reminds mm-hmm. me of like those mortals back in the Greek days who would sacrifice themselves for the gods, right? Like yeah. why would why would you do that to help save or appease an immortal being? It's an illogical thought, as not Ethan is pointing out, but there is something about the heart and the soul of that that almost overpowers the brain. I think again, that's why like Lee's sacrifice was such like a big moment from an mm-hmm. emotional perspective is yes while it didn't make a lot of logical sense the feeling Mm -hmm. behind it and the the compulsory emotions from his own character standpoint behind what he did almost overwhelmed that logic so yeah you could look at it in paper and be like why the hell did you do that they could just bring back the host anytime but in that moment our emotions are far from rational so Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's where i think both lee was acting from and why as an audience we can sometimes associate ourselves with that you know we we cry when jack from titanic falls into the ocean even though rose could have just moved over on the door exactly you know her mind <laughs> supersedes those points of logic to embrace more so the sentimentality of what's going on yeah i agree mike i think you answered it perfectly not ethan don't complain next week he did it he answered it <laughs> and then to the the last uh retrospective i think is what we're calling it uh, we have plenty of time to get back to it man we have nothing but <laughs> infinite time is that a promise and 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 jack started his own rewatch show so you can hear his thoughts plus tons of great guests uh including mike including myself including mm-hmm. a whole list of other fantastic Jay's guests. gonna be on 
next Tuesday night. Next Tuesday night with Ralph and I think another pretty special guest. I don't know if you've announced yeah, it yet. Maybe maybe Jorge Garcia. Maybe oh. Jorge Garcia is going to jump what? on with us. Oh, our old old yeah. buddy Jorge. Yeah. So um, if you want to listen, it's it's Stranger to Strange Land and Trisha Tanaka is dead. Trisha, thank you. I was going to say, why did you get Jorge on to talk about yeah. Stranger in a Strange Land? Do you want to get banned from his guest list? Uh, he jumped at it. So I. I, I... Uh, anyway, um, yeah, Jack's taking advantage of this coronavirus situation in which he has a captive audience with anyone. It's like, I got nothing better to do. Sure. Well, actually, Ralph requested to do Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, Ralph, I get. But anyway, it'll, it'll be it'll be a fun chat next week. But uh, for the Lost podcast itself, the the true Lost podcast with Jay and Jack, uh, I believe in my as my as I see it, uh, will we will reignite the engines if Lost ever reboots. I, I will, I will tell you like what that. it is. The truth. Um, there's so many people. You know, uh, Josh and and um, Mike have started a, a rewatch. There's so many rewatches out there that Jay and I decided a long time ago that we wanted to have the longest Lost Rewatch. And we actually said we actually said this on it's true. E- either at Comic-Con or I, I we said it. We said we will have the longest Lost Rewatch and we'll because we're just waiting people out. It's true. It's true. So I, I think I, I, I saw on Twitter that like five new Lost Rewatches started the other day. I think I go. So Jay and I decided back in was it 2012 something like that? No, the the retrospective. I don't know. Anyway, it's we been a minute. When you, guys, when you guys stopped, that was what like your third, fourth time around yeah, or something. Yeah, we had, we had did a rewatch. We've already done a rewatch. The, so we were doing a retrospective where we we're having guests on to talk about the episodes. Um, right. And so which Mike, I think you've is. done one with us as well, right? No, I think did you not maybe? ever do one? I, I think you did. I think I think you had. I know you definitely had. I think you had Rob on. I think you had Wiggler on. I don't remember if I ended up doing one. I can't Maybe we need to do that. another one and have Mike on officially because <laughs> there Mike we go. Yes, I feel like you. Yeah, were that's me when I'm on like my third version of the Lost Rewatch oh podcast. My God. Like I. <laughs> So, and again, for me, like, I am on a Lost break officially until Lost comes back. If Lost is back, I am, with Lost podcast, the, the signal will go up and we're back in. But uh, I've I've talked about Lost for over a decade. You can go, it's all available, jjack.com slash Lost. And I will leave it to the mics and the, if Jack wants to keep talking about it, go for it. Um, but I will, I'm resting my Lost muscles uh, for when, when Lost comes back officially. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I think that's answers that we have one more email, but not Ethan. Hopefully that answers both of your questions here in your email. Um, but I know if we didn't answer it perfectly, you're going to give us crap about it next week. Um, lastly, I'm sure there's something we, we screwed up on, but not least, uh, we got an email from Shandy from the broadcast Shandy. as well Shandy. as formerly of the tribe hey guys loving the podcast as always i'm listening to your podcast for episode two and you guys talk about whether Sirak is going to be a big character or not slash will have a big part to play in the story 
Storytelling aside, I can't imagine they'd cast Vincent Castle unless he had a substantial part to play. And having now seen episode three, it's definitely confirmed. Looking forward to the rest of the season and podcast. Do, am I am I a am I a, a dunce that I don't know who Vincent Castle is? What's he from? I know we're all IMDbing right now. Or if you, I was gonna know. say. Uh, I mean, he's 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 one of those guys. I feel like he's been in a but he definitely was. Um, I think he played a large role in Black Swan. Is probably the most recent thing uh but it feels like he's been in a i think also i believe he's french so i can also understand from shandy's perspective <laughs> oh, okay yeah how I think, I think that makes is. a lot of sense <laughs> shandy's french biases have influenced this email he, i get a, it he's a huge star in france a uh, huge huge um like, what's that guy that uh that came what's what's that guy louis i don't know no, he did a, Lou, he did a movie Lou with uh, Catherine Hagel when she was a child actress. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. No idea. How about did, you know, did you know that Laurel and Hardy's last movie was produced in France by a French guy? I did not know that. Yeah, I went down this rabbit hole with Laurel and Hardy because, like, the most recent Conan O'Brien podcast talked about Laurel because they had John Coogan on who played him in the movie. Anyways, it then led me down this Wikipedia wormhole in which I found out what. Lauren Hardy's last movie was. I I'm a, I have a problem. I do have a problem. But Shandy, thank you for that email. I yeah. want to trust your judgment in that Vincent Castle is an important actor would not be a character on a show unless it had some legs. So I trust you, Shandy. Thank yeah, you for uh, the email. Thanks, Shandy. I'm so excited to hear from you. I, I, I yeah. think he's the Tom Cruise of France. Ah, so not only have the Tom Cruise of South America, we have, or is he Mex- Mexico? Brazil. I don't know. Brazil. He looks he looks a little like Antonio Banderas. Um, yeah, he definitely has that or the uh, Dos Equis guy vibe going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't always. No, no, that guy was in Gunsmoke. A lot of episodes of Gunsmoke. Oh, oh he was also in Mamma Mia. Here we go again, more memorably. Ah, yeah, because if you see him in Gunsmoke, you're like going, wait a minute. That's a Dosecki's guy. Hmm. I don't always make cameos in what the hell is that show again? What'd you say? Brave? What is it? Gun, Gun, Gun Smoke. Gunsmoke. Have you not, never heard of Gunsmoke? No, I've heard of Gunsmoke. You watch that stupid show all the F. Yeah, speaking of other Western esque pieces of pop culture. Yeah. I've seen I, all six hundred and here's the thing. So like my father, who was Jack, watched reruns all the time when I was a kid. So mash gun smoke all this kind of stuff so is my son is my son's mat like i love mash but is my son's mash or gun smoke going to be like the office because <laughs> i know your son's office. mash is going to be the simpsons ah that's fair that's fair because i mean if you're talking about like pure episode length that's one that's like <laughs> surpassed both of those that's right? true simpsons is unreal like I stopped after Simpsons in like '95. I was like, "All right, I'm good. I got the most of the Simpsons I want." That but was also, 25 years ago. Like today's culture has changed. Whether like, I think you run into so many reruns because like they were just on TV. Nowadays, you don't necessarily like watch what just what happens to be on True. live TV. Now it's like let's seek out what we're going to watch. Yeah, yeah. I guess they won't. Yeah, that's a good point because. Yeah, to me as a kid, it was like they had reruns of MASH or reruns of Happy yeah. Days or reruns of whatever or the Monsters. Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, Laverne and Shirley. Like, that's that's what we watched because that's what TV had. Um, good point. Good point. Speaking of The Office, have you seen John Krasinski's uh, Good News? Yeah, it was I, I really just fun. heard about it. I haven't watched it from this morning. Was his voice as Jim, was that him acting? Because his voice on... I've heard him a couple things now, and he doesn't sound like Jim from The Office. Well, he has a Boston How, what's accent. What's the difference? Normally. It literally doesn't sound like him. 
He's got, I, it, I don't know if he's just grown up or. Is he a host? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's a it's a cool YouTube. I hope he does more of it. You know what? Actually, it maybe it is right because he was doing all that goofy comedy, and now he's like doing a quiet place, and he's doing uh, Jack Reacher. So maybe this new host, John Krasinski, was like, "I want to I want to do more serious stuff now. No more goofy but, comedies." But his voice as Jack Ryan was the same as as Jim from The Office, but now his voice is like it's just like different. So I maybe don't know. he was sick. I, but I've heard him in a couple things. Like, is that him? No, okay. he he definitely has a, a slightly different voice that he he puts on in the office, um, as well as uh, his normal voice. Because even in he had that Super commercial where he like let his Boston accent come out. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, he's an actor. I mean, I I don't have a problem with it, but you okay. just keep thinking, okay, I, that's not right. Jim. We are ra- off the rails. We're getting back. <laughs> Getting back on the rails. Try to bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Great film. Uh, let's. It is now time for Jack's Crackpot Theory of the Week. And he didn't uh, spoil it early in the episode, so he has no excuse. No excuse not to. And if he doesn't have one, give him crap at YouTube.com slash Crackpot. No, sorry. Crazy Hank TV. Because he probably used it up last night and didn't save it for this show. I, I did not use it last night. Oh, there we go. Ooh, so it's fresh. Okay. It's a fresh um, take. Well, we have Dolores telling, uh, I was going to say Aaron Paul, Dolores telling <laughs> Caleb that he's going to he's going to commit suicide 10 to 12 years. Sure. I think who's going to commit suicide is Dolores. Dolores will eventually commit suicide. Oh, why? What's her drive? I think that either she succeeds at what she's done and doesn't want to live in the world anymore, or she because mm-hmm. she's in, let's face it, the reason she is she, she's in pain. I mean, she's she ex, everything she experienced during season one, mm-hmm. you know, being raped. Just the, the she's the reason she's on this mission is because she's in pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think basically she was talking. She was also talking about herself last uh, last night's episode. So I, I see Dolores. Could it be something like? You know, we saw last episode with War World that Hector gave Maeve that cyanide pill. Could it be a thing right. of like, if she's subdued at a certain point, maybe it's less so that she got accomplished what she did. It's more so that like, the 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 jig is up, and she decides to like just yeah, end she'll, herself she'll go, there to prevent yeah, them taking advantage of her. Right. She'll never go back to, you know, being a host in Westworld or something like that. So, so, yeah, I see I see her doing herself in. I don't know. I just when she said that, my first thought was, okay, she's going to commit suicide. Yeah, I wonder if. So, do you think it's kind of like a Moses thing, where like, you know, she can't see the promised land, she like gets them to the promised land, and just like deuces, mm. I'm out. It could be, yeah. I just, I just see that happening. I mean, there's I like it's a narrative, it's a storyline that's been again since like you know the Old Testament. Well, so. I was it's, it'd be interesting though, I guess, compared to the end of season two, where remember for that hot second we thought that Dolores died, but it yeah. turns out that you know she had placed herself within hail, so it was okay. So, I mean, if she's gonna have to kill herself, it's gonna have to be in like she's gonna have to like explode. You know, like there can't <laughs> be a shred left of her unless they do a, yet another fake out of oh wait a minute. She might be someplace else. Well, I don't think it's. Gonna be, I don't think it's going to be this season. Well, that's oh, the, interesting. 
Yeah, I think probably I could see at the end again, very like Moses style. I get that she's like, she's too yeah. important character for us to kill her off now. I mean, there's but, I don't I don't see anybody who take her place. But to Mike's her point, place. there is the kind of Terminator effect here, where at the end of Terminator Two, like Arnold sacrifices himself. It's this very moving thing. Thumbs up, happen- yeah, thumbs up as he goes into the molten stuff. Um, but really, they brought it. They brought Arnold back like seventy five times after that, so it kind of lost its effect because. He was a robot that could be replicated a billion times. So they to it would have to be something extreme to make her death, quote unquote, actually impactful emotionally. Could she blow up Rehoboam with herself inside? It would have to like, be something like that, yeah. Like she's freeing humanity by sacrificing herself, but also breaking the chains. Mm-hmm. Of what has held people like Caleb in contempt for yeah. so many years. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. So, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. Sort of like, actually, that happened uh, last season with Angela. Remember that Angela blew, became the, the bomb inside the cradle, mm-hmm. that she blew up all of their backups so that they, they, you know, they eliminated the chance of the humans being able to bring them back. Mm hmm. Well, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, there you have it. And then I'll do it for this episode of Westworld with Jay, Jack, and Mike. If you'd like to give us a call, give us a call at 385-309-0311. Call time. Also, send an email to westworldjjm at gmail.com oh <laughs> to both the Ethan's. That was my, uh, my gym voice. Oh, oh, good impression. (laughs) The Ethans and not Ethans of the world, including the Shandies and everyone else, please, uh, we love hearing your thoughts about this show. And, uh, yeah, definitely send us your thoughts. All right. uh, Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Jack group where we not only talk about Westworld every single episode. There's a multitude of TV shows that we talk about on that group, so definitely check it out. I want to thank the people that make this show possible, especially – our patrons. And I'm going to especially, especially thank Tack from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Plan, Ed the Creepy Mailman, Drake the Destroyer, and Greg the Gray. Thank you to all of our patrons. You can find a full list at jayandjack.com and you can become a patron today. Whether you give $1 a month or a bajillion dollars a month, each dollar helps make these shows possible. Um... Jack's making fun of me right now because I'm my Italian is showing, <gasps> even though I'm I'm mostly British. If you donate, Irish, if you donate French, a million, you become a million dollar uh, subscriber. You can be on this show. Yeah, yeah, we'll yep. replace Jack with you. And you know what? Um, if you become a million dollar subscriber and you come onto the show, you can call me Mitch the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I won't bat an eyelash, baby. <laughs> Uh, we 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 divvy up the, more, right? we divvy up the uh, Patreon to all of our podcasters. Uh, so everybody that does a show, uh, on I'm this not network, sharing with the other podcasters. Someone donates a million. So. If it's a million, no, we share. That's the rules. It gets divvied I, up I, equally. I, I, I I, 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 this is a collective. It's a co-op. It's a podcasting co-op. <laughs> we have to. We have That's to the rules. Them. They, no, we they stick by know. the rules. It's less of a tax burden, Jack. Just think about it that way. Um, All right. (laughs) 
Oh, they're pushing the tax. Uh, if you are ordering online right now, jayandjack.com slash Amazon, hopefully everyone is staying safe, safe, safe during this uh, time in the world. Uh, and uh, out there, people. Jack and Mike, I am thankful to spend this time with you all to talk about this TV mm-hmm. show. And uh, we'll see you all next week for the latest episode of Westworld. Until then, hasta luego, and goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.